0: Hey there, guys. Welcome to the Writer's Lens. This is Josh, J.C. Felto. This is a break in monotony of the analysis episodes here on the Writer's Lens. I'm doing a review episode. I've done a few of these in the past, and uh, I, I normally reserve them for special occasions. This is a special occasion for me because very rarely do I ever finish a show uh, of any kind that's more than two episodes. Um, having three small children... And other work engagements, it's it's really hard to sit down and watch something uh, and get to its totality and the conclusion of it and then actually have a moment to sit down and go, oh, what was that about? Because I read quite a bit and I, I have to get back on the the kick of reviewing books, but, um, but rarely do I actually sit down and watch something new and kind of turn my brain off a little bit. <clears throat> and try to digest just some pure entertainment, which of course is very hard for me to do because I love to review everything, I love to critique everything, I love to reflect on everything. So uh, if you didn't know that about me by now, then uh, why why are you listening to this podcast? I don't know. Turn back now. Turn back now before, before it's too late. But anyway, uh, so I got done watching this show on Netflix called Bodyguard, and it was really good. It was really good. That's my first feeling of it after seeing it. I've, I've allowed about a week or so to, to, to sort of settle in before I did this episode. Uh, a few things about this show, Bodyguard, on Netflix. It's about eight episodes long, I think. It's pretty standard for a Netflix show. Maybe it's only six episodes. I could be wrong about that. Uh, sorry, I, I I didn't pull up Wikipedia while I'm doing this episode. I just have my points with me, so just deal with it. But anyway, uh, it's, it's more than two episodes, okay? We'll, we'll, just, we'll just run with that. It's more than two episodes. But it's set in the UK. Most of the actors are of a British accent, if you will. Uh, it's a very diverse cast. Um, most of the people, I have no idea who they were. They looked semi-familiar. There's one actress in the show that looks incredibly familiar uh, because she looked just like Hermione Granger, a.k.a. Emma Watson, but it wasn't her. My wife and I both had to like double check and second guess ourselves constantly whenever this actress would get on there. I think her name is Pippa Haywood, but man, she looks so much like a grown-up Hermione Granger, even maybe even more so than than Emma Watson does as herself. I don't know. But all joking aside, and you know, uh, actress actor lookalikes that are out there, everybody in this show does a phenomenal job every actor actress that's in the show very believable very well done uh, and as someone watching it with all the british accents that are in there or scottish accents i guess uh, we did watch it with subtitles which sounds so pathetic when you are an english speaking person from america but my my wife turned them on for the first episode and we just got so used to it we're like ah we'll just leave the subtitles on so we might as well in case we miss something so who knows mostly Mostly because, as I came to find out in this show, and I don't know if this is true you know, in, in Great Britain, but apparently when you refer to a superior officer that is a female, you call them ma'am, but it sounds like mom. And that threw me off for the whole first episode or so. I got used to it. I'll just say that. I got very much used to it as the story went on. But it was very weird at first hearing the main character, uh, David Budd, constantly refer to his senior officers as mom. It, 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 it just you just have to watch it to understand what I'm saying so maybe if some of my listeners across the uh, the great divide in the Atlantic can confirm that for me after you listen to this episode or not but but anyway moving on so let's let's talk about the really good things about this show first before we get into the actual critique of it as I said bodyguard good I, that's what Uh, I led off with very good overall acting was was phenomenal the acting was uh, just really top-notch not just because they're not Americanized actors and actresses or anything but because genuinely they were they were good I I thought they did a great job uh, from beginning to end Uh, the suspense built throughout the entire thing Um, and as it was building you really got a sense of something is going to Flip the script eventually, very soon, and it did, and it did not disappoint at all. Which was another interesting part about this entire story was that it it definitely didn't jump the shark. It flipped the script a little bit on you. There's some surprises in the show, as they as as most are, I think, when you're dealing with private investigations and espionage, or not espionage necessarily, but just spying and all this kind of stuff. And I love that stuff. I love a good mystery. I'm a big Law and Order SVU junkie from back in the day, and um, bring back Christopher uh, Melanie or oh, crap. I just I think I just totally botched his last name. <laughs> bring bring back bring back him. Okay, bring back that guy. The other half of uh, uh, the 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 Stabler and <laughs> Stabler and uh, Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> bring bring him back. It just goes to show you how long I I long ago I stopped watching that show, but I still loved it back in the day. Forgive me. But anyway, oh, where were we? Okay, uh, so good acting all all th- all the way through, took some unpredictable turns, suspenseful. Uh, and really, I think the most interesting thing about this show, uh, if we could just slow down for a moment, is that it dealt with some very relevant issues of our time. Uh, it's mostly about terrorism which I know has been an area of contention in Great Britain for a while, uh, the idea of domestic terrorism. And naturally here in the United States, you know we're always on a bit of a terror alert since the events of 2001. But also dealing with this idea of the overreach of government to police, you know, uh, any counterterrorism efforts. Because that's kind of the crux of this whole show, is it's about a guy, which I, I probably should have let off with this before I got into some of the fun parts about this episode uh, or ab- about this show in this episode. But really, uh, it's, it's about a guy that he's a, he's a PO. Uh, he's a private officer, I guess. But he is a former uh, military uh, officer, served in Afghanistan. And he's got a little bit of PTSD. He's got a drinking issue. We don't really recognize that until maybe the end of the first episode. He's very estranged from his wife, who looks just like Hermione Granger. And he has two kids, a boy and a girl. And they're young, you know, like eight or ten or something like that. But when you're first introduced to David Budd, he is this guy that diffuses a situation, literally, where a woman was going to blow herself up on a train. And you're made to believe that this guy is cream of the crop. He's the best the of the best at, at being able to Figure out how to how to stop a situation from escalating. It does a fantastic job. The acting's tense. The situation's tense. Everything about it's good. And in a very real sense, this issue of you know suicide bombers and you know terrorism and things these are issues that a lot of countries are dealing with. Is the the soft targets being targeted? Uh, you know, public transports and concerts and ball games and plane rides and just all these things where people are not walking into them thinking my security has to be at the utmost level of, of thinking, but rather I'm here to enjoy myself. This is in time for entertainment. This is a time to be uh, in a state of relaxation. And that's when the, the you know, terrorists uh, tend to strike, very unfortunately. But it deals with these issues Throughout the entire um, series, as well as the idea of how do we respond to this? How do we respond to terrorist efforts? Uh, You know, is it the is it the responsibility of the government? Is it the responsibility of the of the citizenry? Who is actually supposed to step in and stop these things from happening, from boots on the ground or from the top down? That's always a push and pull issue especially in today in the 21st century. Because back in the day, if it was the 14th century or even before that or even a little bit after that even, uh, government would just step in and squash it, right? Like restrictions would just come out the wazoo on people. The will of the king or queen would just say, okay, we're going to find these people and we're going to hang them. We're going to kill them. We're going to deal with them however we see fit. We'll figure out how to deal with these people, right? Like, uh, or we'll throw them in the, in, in the gladiator coliseum after we catch them, and that'll, that'll learn them. You know, they'll they'll have to fight tigers and lions and, you know, a guy, uh, you know, named Maximus or something, and he'll just slice their head off, and that'll be the end of it. So this issue of how do you, with modern government, with modern thinking, uh, deal with something that seems so evil and so perverse to the idea of goodness and civility? What are the proper measures without infringing upon the liberties of your citizens. And again, I think Bodyguard does a pretty good job of of putting this at the forefront because the main character, David Budd, is tasked with guarding the Home Secretary of of Great Britain who is trying to push forth some pretty heavy uh, government laws to uh, basically oversee its citizens more strongly, more stringently to protect against terrorism. Again, it's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope. And to complicate things, David Budd ends up getting into an affair with this woman. And not only that, he, he, he also disagrees, rather, with her politics outright. Uh, he's not so sure if he believes in the overreach of the government. So there's all kinds of little interesting things that happen in this. Uh, you know, again, there are a few sexual scenes in it. If you either want to turn away or not look, you know, that's totally up to you. Uh, but uh, nothing over, over the top uh like you might see in like a game of thrones or something like that so that was refreshing that they didn't get too into that uh for my own sake but those are all the, the really good things and i think the ending too and just the way it all comes to a head is really fantastic i think there's a satisfying ending in it they leave it open for a second season i i don't think i'm giving anything away with that but overall you know good good stamp of approval so what about the bad things? Like, what were some things that, you know, I felt like, okay, this could have been a little bit better here, this could have been a little bit better there. Well, I think the sudden onset of how they ended it, there's a revelation that that comes at the very end that just seems a little bit out of left field, even though you could have said, okay, I, I can see that, I could see why they would end it that way. But the way that it's presented in, again, this is my opinion as a critic and as a storyteller myself, it felt a little bit rushed. It felt almost as if, you know, even the writers were duped by what they were thinking and when they when they wrote it in. I don't know. Uh, not that I'm unsatisfied with the ending. Like I said, I think it's a very satisfying ending, but it just felt a little bit rushed in some ways. And some of the timing that happened uh, in the midst of it, in the story, I think were a little bit, um, you know, not as, you know, not executed as well as they could have been. Just some of the timing in there with, you know, what story we're going to cut to now or what part of the story we're going to cut out of. And not being able to follow necessarily who's who, and this had nothing to do with accents, this had nothing to do with uh, the fact that these are British and Scottish actors and actresses, nothing to do with that, but rather just having a little bit of a hard time following who's on whose side and who's this person, who do they report to when you're calling everyone mom. It's it's very difficult to, <laughs> to figure that out, I guess. I don't know, but those are just some of my gripes. Again, I don't have a lot of gripes with this show. Um, again, as always, as I always say, you don't necessarily have to show a lot of sex to tell a good story. In fact, you don't have to show any sex to tell a great love story. Look at Lord of the Rings. Great love story. Absolutely no sex in that movie whatsoever between Arwen and Aragorn, but you still know it's a great love story. There's a, there's a lot. There's a great deal of romance in it. Uh, but again, this is how you know some storytellers choose. To tell their stories of love and romance, but again, it's it's an affair more than anything else. So, I, again, I guess it's a bit of a spoiler, but you'll see what I see what I mean when you uh, when you actually check it out yourself, if and when you check out this after I've given away good a good portion of the show, uh, as the uh, as the great criti- critiquer that I am, with no spoiler alerts whatsoever. But anyway, those are some of the bad things, or some of the things I I think could have been better. But uh, the conclusion of it, like I said, is satisfactory. But I was really looking for one more twist, and I didn't get one. And I kind of wonder if it was because they've left it open for a second season. Uh, if they do, in which case, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I would love to see a second season out of this show. Again, this was 2018, I think when this was released. So it's already been two years, and the COVID-19 lockdowns are are coming to a head uh, across the world, really. So whether or not they're going to do a second season, I don't know. It's, there really hasn't been any discussion of it that I can find online. So we'll see. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see if that happens. But if they don't, I, I, to me it doesn't matter because I think it ends on the right note, and you don't really necessarily have to do a second season. But it would be interesting for me, uh, to see a full culmination of everything coming back together uh, in this story, uh, which, again, uh, to me, could have tied up some loose ends. <laughs> it's like, man, you just can't be perfect, right? You just got to keep throwing out all those all those negative, negative things about it. So anyway, but that'll do it for me here on The Writer's Lens. Uh, just quick review episode here just to get out into the algorithms let the world know that I'm still alive. I'm still doing these episodes and to let you guys know that I'm still out here reviewing things, checking things out for your, for your benefit. So anyway, if you get a chance, check out bodyguard, highly recommend it again. I would uh, caution letting any young people watch it. Uh, There is some, uh, Graphic language at many points throughout it, uh, but it's not overwhelming. It's not the focal point of the show, which is a good thing. And there are some uh, scenes of uh, nudity or uh, sex in it as well. So I'll be cautious with those little ones. But anyway, all right, guys, uh, stay safe out there and light everything that's going on. And I will catch up with you again soon. This is Josh JCL Felto for the Writers' Lemons.